In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Two years ago, I had the privilege of going on pilgrimage over to the United Kingdom. And uh, my first stop was at the monastery of St. John the Baptist in Essex, England. And I showed up a couple days after my fellow pilgrims and uh, was very tired from flying all day. They took me to my quarters and, um, and the guest master said, this is where you'll be staying. And oh, just a, a little tidbit, this used to be Elder Sophroni's room. And in the room, there was an icon of Elder Sophroni's patron saint, an icon of the patron saint of the other two priest monks who had stayed there. And, uh, and I felt I was there for only a couple of nights, and, and I could feel the grace in the walls. Like this was where Elder Sophroni prayed every night for a long time when he founded the monastery. Elder Sophroni was canonized, actually, about five months after my pilgrimage. He died in 1993 at the age of 96. He was born in 1896. Died in 1993. But I don't know how long he stayed in this particular room, but it gave me comfort and it gave me strength to do my prayers to enter into this pilgrimage that I was on, knowing that He was there laboring. And not just for His salvation, but for the whole world. St. Sophroni died on July 11th, 1993. And so, today we commemorate the repose of this very contemporary saint. I'll give you a very little bit of his life. He actually went to Paris in his early 20s so he could be an artist. And he left Christianity for a short time, explored the religion of, of uh, Hinduism and Eastern mysticism and whatnot, but very quickly realized that love is personal. Love stems from the Trinity. And those Eastern religions <coughs> and their practices do not offer the personalness, <coughs> excuse me, and the, the, the love of persons. He returned to Christianity within a very short time found his intellectual studies at the St. Sergius Institute to be unfulfilling, and he was not very satisfied with one of the teachers who was anti-ascetic, meaning did not prize the ascetic life, and he went to Mount Athos. Elder Sophroni cannot be discussed without talking about his elder, St. Silouan. St. Silouan the Athenite died in 1938. And so for a period of about 14 years, Elder Sophroni was St. Silouan's disciple. 
and, and learned how to pray from St. Silouan. And St. Silouan was unrelenting in his prayer for the world. His prayer for the world. I have a quote here, if I can find it, about St. Silouan. St. Silouan, uh, Elder Sophroni says about St. Silouan, his soul was totally engulfed in compassion for the world. He concentrated himself utterly on prayer for the world and in his spiritual life prized this love above all else. Elder Sophroni lived on Mount Athos until the end of World War II, and then he moved back to Paris. And in 1959, he founded the monastery of St. John the Baptist in Essex, England. There were six others with him, and fortunately, I thank God, I met one of them two years ago. He was still alive and was still bursting with energy when talking about his elder, Elder Sophroni. Uh, St. John the Baptist Monastery is actually an unusual monastery. It's a double monastery. There are both monks and nuns there. They have quarters on different sides of the street, but they work together and they pray together there. There are about 25 monastics there in their community. And if you ever get a, this is a side note, if you ever get a chance to visit London, it's worth the hour and a half drive out to Essex to visit this monastery. It's one of the most peaceful places I've ever visited. And um, you just show up and you could, you're encompassed in prayer and joy and warmth and love and hospitality. It's all there. It's all there. But one of the marks, one of the marks of St. Silouan's theology and Elder Sophroni's theology is the love of enemies. And as I was thinking about this homily through the week, I asked one of my fellow pilgrims, what would you want people to know about St. Sophroni if you, if you could tell them one thing, only one thing, about his theology, about his asceticism, about his life, about whatever is needed for our salvation, what's the one thing that you think Elder Sophroni would want us to hear? And my friend, he said, he thought about it very briefly, and he said, you know, Father Matthew, I think the love of enemies really stands out in the theology of St. Silouan and St. Sophroni. And he said, he said, in this day and age, we make enemies faster than we ever have. Now, since the beginning of mankind, we, we have the story of Cain and Abel. Cain made Abel an enemy. And he killed him. And throughout history, we make enemies. Right? Countries and persons and families. We make enemies about all sorts of things when we become offended. And this stems from our pride. But... Our Lord says, love your enemies. This is where the rubber meets the road of the Christian life. And even in the Garden of Gethsemane, if you think about it, 
When everyone came to arrest Christ, Peter draws his sword, cuts off the ear of one of those present, and even our Lord in that dark hour, he says, Peter, put away your sword. He heals the servant, right? And while he's hanging on the cross, he prays, Father, forgive them. This is the love of enemies that we need to follow. And St. Silouan prayed for the whole world. Elder Sophroni said, there's room in our heart for the whole world. And our Lord talks about love of enemies in the Sermon on the Mount. And at one point during my pilgrimage, Father Zacharias, the spiritual son of St. Sophroni, he recommended to us that we focus very much on reading Matthew chapters 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount. He said, if you want to be holy, follow what Christ says in the Sermon on the Mount. And so, in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount, Christ talks about loving our enemies. This is what makes Christianity fundamentally different from everything else. First of all, our God becomes human. For our sake, St. Paul says, while we were still sinners, the Lord died for us. And then we are called to go and do likewise to love our enemies. You don't see that in Islam. You don't see that in the Eastern religions. You only see, even, even in in the Torah, in Judaism, it was an eye for an eye at the time. And then Christ comes and calls us to a higher law of love. Elder Sophroni says that St. Silouan's life, quote, bore witness first and foremost to the principle that love for enemies is a true sign of the grace of the Holy Spirit. St. Silouan roundly declared that where there is no love for enemies, there can be no proper knowledge of God. So, as we're driving down the road, and somebody cuts us off, we start calling them names, we make them an enemy. We push God out of, out of the car, so to speak. As we're in line at the grocery store, and somebody cuts in front of us, might think things or call them names or confront them. We make them an enemy. God is not with us in that moment. Even, even a couple days ago, my wife and I were trying to hang a door. And we realized after buying this door from Home Depot that the door frame was not framed properly. <laughs> it was an inch too short. So we couldn't put the door jam in. And what's my first thought? What an idiot! Who framed this door? What an idiot, right? I want a name call thinking that I would do better. <laughs> if I tried to frame a door, it'd probably be all crooked. Right? And in that moment, I realized I was making an enemy of somebody I didn't even know. How can I say that I love the world and pray for the world when my first thought is to criticize Somebody who made a mistake. Is it life and death? No, it's a door. 
It's not life and death. There's no need for me to criticize. Just got to figure out how to put in a door in a door frame that's too small. That's a different problem. But, but this, this love of enemies needs to permeate our lives because we go through our lives creating enemies. If you watch the news, it's all about creating us versus them. The good guys, that's us, whoever agrees with us in our opinions. And then the enemies are the bad guys, whoever doesn't agree with us. And it, in these cases, when we polarize people, we end up objectifying them and dehumanizing them. And that's how we make them our enemies. We see this in racist thoughts and words, right? Anything that's prejudiced, right? This, this was the rhetoric of the 50s with the McCarthy trials, right? The commies, they're evil. We need to be ready to blast them away, right? Anytime we dehumanize and objectify people, we make them our enemies. And what does Christ do? He does the opposite. He recognizes people's humanity. He sees his image in them and he draws it out in love. For example, the woman at the well, the woman at the well, she hadn't lived a good life. She lived a sinful life. And yet, through gentleness and love, he didn't consider her to be an enemy, even though she was a, a Samaritan. He drew out the love that was within her through his own love. Elder Sophroni and St. Silouan, they lived this Christian gospel of loving enemies. They prayed for the whole world. And they loved their enemies to the point that they wouldn't consider themselves to have enemies, even though they were staunchly criticized and rebuked by all sorts of people in the church. St. Saint, Sophroni Saint wrote a book. His last book that he wrote was We Shall See Him As He Is, which was a spiritual autobiography. And he was roundly criticized for it. And so he didn't write anymore after that. For the next eight years of his life, he didn't write. But he didn't consider his critics to be his enemies. He considered them to be the means of his salvation. St. Sophroni says in his book, St. Siloan the Athenite, quote, If you battle firmly against sin, the Lord loves you. If you love your enemies, you are even more beloved of God. And if you lay down your life for others, you are greatly beloved of the Lord who himself laid down his life for you. End quote. Brothers and sisters, the true test of the spiritual life is the love of enemies. And this is what I want you to remember from St. Sophroni. If you have a chance to read his books, I recommend it. They're terrific. They're fantastic. If you have a chance to visit the monastery that he founded, I recommend it. You won't regret it. But, but our salvation 
is going to be worked out not merely through the reading of books, not merely through the visiting of holy places. Our salvation will be worked out through our actions of love. And it's easy to love those who love us. Even sinners do that. But we need to love those who hate us. And be kind to those who are not kind to us. And brothers and sisters, let us embrace the life of the Holy Spirit and live it out in all its fullness through loving our enemies. And in so doing, let us honor and magnify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst.